Welcome to episode number 38 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by some of the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. This week, three more of those minds, Adam Candy, Eric Ramsey, and the return of Jessica Wellman to this very podcast. Jess, thank you for being here. I do not have to thank the other two idiots for being here. You still can to be polite, though, if you want to, you know. No, let me feel special. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's how we'll uh, we'll how, go, how we'll go about this, uh, guys. As always, we are on the iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on all the ways that you listen to podcasts. So please go in and give us a five star review. I would like you guys to know that this podcast on Apple has all five star reviews and one one star review. So I'm I very much am glad that the guy left us a one star review on there. He also said that we were shilling all of the legal sports books and things like that. And we are not to be taken seriously. So, um, yeah, yeah, he caught us. He caught us advocating for legal regulated sports betting, apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. So uh, but you know what? Thanks for taking the time to review, though. You know, that's let's let's at least give some effort. I mean, for the effort. Right. A for effort. You've been telling people to, to to leave something other than a five star review, so I guess someone finally uh, <laughs> they finally stepped heard up you, huh? to the they stepped up <laughs> to the plate. I appreciate that. Yes, the one star calling us shills for the legal gaming industry. So I guess we can wear that as kind of a badge of honor. Of course, we'll start out with the quick hits like we normally do. We will have a little bit of Super Bowl talk here. It is that week, of course. We have an interview with. Points bet. We have a new, well, they were the ninth actually legalized sports book over there in New Jersey and Dustin Talks. With those guys, let's give kind of a breakdown top to bottom of what they're all about and kind of how things are going with those guys. And then we're going to talk a new way that you are able to bet over there in New Jersey. We have brought in our resident expert in Miss Jessica Wellman, who knows everything in, there is to possibly know in this world about all things movies and talk about, yes, the Oscars betting but let's start with the quick hits here as normal Adam it's uh it's it's New York time yet again I know we talk about it every single week on the podcast but this is actually some good info here I am so glad when we are recording this on Thursday afternoon to be starting with the state of New York as I recover (laughs) Kristaps Porzingis leaving us way before his time well New York fans, you will not be able to bet on Chris Stapps Porzingis as a member of the Knicks anytime soon. You might be able to bet on sports in your state sometime soon because the New York Gaming Commission has given initial approval to rules and regulations for sports betting at the four upstate commercial casinos as well as tribal casinos. Those are now in a 60-day comment period, so hey, get those comments in. Uh, The most important thing to note from those rules and regulations, no mobile, but that does not mean that mobile is completely dead because uh, Adabo in the Senate and Pretlow in the Assembly believe that there could be some room within the language of the current law if the servers are located on site at the commercial casinos for mobile sports betting to potentially be legal in New York. Now, Governor Cuomo and his office do not share that opinion, so... A story to watch for sure in the coming months in New York. Eric, I know you have been following this incredibly closely as well along the way. As far as mobile, of course, this is, I mean, that's the real key to success there in New York. If you're a New Yorker and you do not live near a casino, what is the handicapping here on mobile and how do you feel about kind of that likelihood of that happening? 
if you're in New York, chances are good you're not near a casino. They're they're mostly a little bit remote, so this is really crucial for New York to get this up and running. I don't know. I go back and forth. This this latest round of news we have uh, this week is a little encouraging from the two chairs of the the committees that deal with gaming issues that are that both seem to think we can do this. I, I mean, it's a coin flip at best. I think probably still a slight underdog to uh, to get through this year. I know sometimes we talk directly to operators on this podcast, but this time let's talk directly to lawmakers. Guys, make this happen. This is the only way to actually see the fruits of all of your labor here of getting this going. Please just do it. It's not. There's absolutely no reason not to. Look at all the case studies that are out there. Thank you. I'm off the soapbox at this point. Jess. We have a great state of Pennsylvania and also a great site at PlayPennsylvania.com where people can go and learn all about things that are going on there. But you are the guru when it comes to Pennsylvania. So can you give everybody kind of just a brief overview of everything that's going on there? And of course, this will circle back to mobile betting with them as well. Yes, it will. Not anytime soon, but it will. Uh, going into Super Bowl Sunday, there are going to be six retail sports books. Four of them are in Philadelphia. One is in Pittsburgh and one is in the middle of Pennsylvania, uh, which is great. And that'll be a good week for sports bettors. They expect it to be a record day, obviously. I feel like plenty of people might dip over to New Jersey to get some mobile betting on for Super Bowl, which is not the worst idea. Mobile and PA... I'm hearing whispers of mid-February. I don't know if I believe it, uh, largely just because the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board's not a super big group. And unlike New Jersey, who had already launched online poker and online casino and had a feel for things, they're having to go through every step of this process as just brand new to it. So that is why it is taking so, so long to get things up and going. The good news for sports betting is, like with the Wire Act already including and referring to sports betting. The PA regulations were written with that in mind. So I doubt that there's going to be a delay checking regs the way there will be on the casino side. But I I mean, I think you'll have mobile by March Madness, I think. So unlike the New York casinos, like Eric just mentioned, being kind of in off remote places, these Pennsylvania casinos are not actually. There are several that are within, you know, a short distance of major metropolitan areas and things like that. One of the tips that you uh, so wisely put in one of your videos that you do for kind of these news updates that we do for Pennsylvania, uh, one of the one of the sports books actually offers a because there's going to be lines Super Bowl, right? I mean, there's going to be ridiculous amount of lines. People are always going to wait till the last minute. This is just what always happens. Uh, you sit there and scratch your head and say, why? Why didn't you just do this a little bit earlier? But it just it's never going to happen. People will wait till the last minute. However, there is a sports book that allows you to at least kind of streamline the process a bit, right? There are two, actually. Um, Parks was the first to do this, this bet slip builder. And then Rivers, who has the same partner, Camby, came out with its own. And what it is, is on your phone, you can download the apps, the bet slip builder apps from their websites, and you can pre-populate your ticket. So you can go ahead and say, I want this bet, I want this one, I want this bet. And when you get to the window, you're not just frantically trying to remember what you want to bet and how much and what the line is. You can just flip your phone around, they scan a QR code, out comes your betting slip. And that should save you time. You can do it at the kiosks as well. Uh, both of them have several kiosks. Parks is nice because it's like all throughout the casino, I believe. So if you're watching in a bar, you can still pop over to one of those. But yeah, I think it's going to be really busy. I also think as weird as it is, the, the weird thing is the turf club, South Philadelphia turf clubs, literally in the parking lot of every 
major sports facility in Philadelphia. But when we had our guy there for the opening, he's like, yeah, it's really still catering mostly to horse racing. So I don't know if that's the best place to watch, if that's what you guys are thinking of doing. Yeah, we saw this kind of when New Jersey first launched over there as well. I was out there for some some work when it, it, it was still relatively new out there. And there was some hesitance, it seemed, from these people that had just been running sport, you know, had just been running horse books for a long time and didn't uh, didn't weren't in any hurry. I'll put it that way to switch over to the sports. It was obviously something they didn't know all that well, certainly something that they felt was completely kind of out of their wheelhouse. And I think there was some hesitance on even some of the employees and whatnot to kind of get that moving along. So yeah, very interesting. And you will actually have a firsthand report for us though, here a little bit of a tease in the coming weeks, because you are going to head out to the East coast. You'll do some stuff over there in New Jersey, but also in Pennsylvania. So we will have you back certainly to talk about how things are going out there and what you saw. Eric, let's talk about New Jersey sports books. We are going to have, I know we, we mentioned that points bets was the ninth legal one that was uh, going on over there, but we've got more on the way. Yeah, we got uh, two more this week. The If you're keeping score at home, we're up to 11 uh, mobile sports books and 10 retail sports books in New Jersey. This week, uh, Resorts launched their online and mobile client. It's an SB Tech platform. It's the first, uh, the first re- uh, mobile implementation of SB Tech we've seen. It is frankly, not very great, but they are offering some uh, nice bonuses for their launch and for the Super Bowl. They're offering uh, plus 110 on both sides of the money line right now for the Super Bowl. That's kind of cool. And matching a first bet up to 250. Uh, Hard Rock also live, both retail and online. Their retail book is a very temporary space. We just saw a picture of before we started recording. It's basically just a window in the corner of the casino, but their permanent space is coming soon. And their app is also live uh, integrated into their casino app. I can't, uh, it's geofenced to New Jersey even to view the app, so I can't see the lines in there. But uh, yeah, uh, double digits for both for both uh, mobile and retail books in, in Jersey now. Uh, you and I were over there not too long ago and actually stayed at the Hard Rock when we were there. We did not see any construction whatsoever <laughs> that was going on in that place. So when you say a very mobile area, I can only imagine it was kind of like they cut a hole in the wall or something. It, yeah, it's hard to see from the photo even where it might be. It, it's literally just a, a window and a couple TVs. And but the good news is there's plenty of space in that building, as we saw walking around trying to find it. There's no shortage of spots to put it, just a matter of them uh, getting it done there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Adam, close us out here in these quick hits. Let's talk uh, some of these other states here, Virginia, South Dakota, what's going on over there in Mississippi. We've talked about uh, several times about kind of what is how they have to go about mobile wagering there. Well, I know that our deep dive into our podcast listener stats has showed that South Dakota is our number one state. <laughs> I will is. start. Up in South Dakota, for all of you uh, Mount Rushmore fans, South Dakota is proposing a constitutional amendment that would allow sports wagering within the city of Deadwood, where there are already casinos. Uh, The Deadwood Gaming Association is trying to get something similar on the ballot, so they might not need to do that now. Uh, We're looking at potentially a three- to four-year window before South Dakota sports betting would start, so... Don't fire up the hogs to get the Sturgis <laughs> just yet. Uh, in Virginia, we know that a, yesterday a Senate committee voted to require what amounts to a year-long study on all forms of gaming, including sports betting, 
Our sources tell us don't expect Virginia to go this year, especially because the legislative session will be over at the end of February there. It's a really short session in Virginia. You mentioned Mississippi and the need for mobile down there. And yeah, that that's pretty clear by what we've seen from the numbers. And they might be ready to correct that mistake. Uh, there is a bill introduced in the Senate in Mississippi that would legalize mobile sports betting. It is technically legal on the properties of casinos right now, but you know that's sort of fake mobile and real mobile could be on the way in Mississippi. And from what they're seeing around them, in not, not immediately around them, but around the country, they know the necessity of mobile and, and hopefully it will be on the way. Speaking of those Mississippi casinos down there, as we move into our Super Bowl talk here, they were certainly not upset about the non-call in the Saints game for sure because the liability of the casinos in Mississippi to the Saints was something fierce and so they were very 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 happy that uh, the Saints did not move on here and have a chance to win the Super Bowl of course close proximity to New Orleans as it is and with there being no professional team in in and or around Mississippi at all you are basically finding just Saints fans uh, up and down over there so they are certainly happy that the Saints did not move on there of course these sports books are in it they are a for-profit business there Eric so you know when when things don't maybe don't go the way of the betters sometimes it can be a a good thing for the casinos yeah, I just I, it just gets me thinking as you're talking sort of it's not really to your point, but the the regional bias obviously it's, it's going to be big for the Saints down there down there, but as more states open up around the country, I'm super anxious to watch how how uh, liabilities are are different on on either side of a game on on either side of a country. That's just an amusing thought to me. It's yeah. happening in PA already. Sure, yeah. Like Rivers was the top sports book largely because it just wasn't in Eagles territory right after the Eagles won that playoff game. Yeah, it is. I think what we're going to see as these new markets open up, and I think like tw- I think we're all kind of targeting 2020 is when we're really going to see, uh, you know, a lot of states involved here and a bunch of data for us to really go over and, and take a look at. But there is certainly we have already seen some of the weekends and how that you're talking about the regional biases and stuff. And we are kind of starting to see that play out a little bit because there have been weekends where the Vegas casinos have won and they've lost in New Jersey and then vice versa, where they have lost in New Jersey and then won in Vegas. And so there is certainly uh, trends. There are certainly patterns. There are certainly biases. There are certain certainly things that are going on you know, on the two coasts right now that are that are shaping kind of how sports betting, I think, is going to look here in a few years. Because, you know, I mean, of course, once this starts happening kind of in middle America where, you know, these guys live and breathe these football teams and and whatnot, it is going to be very, very interesting. Like the liability, if there's any casinos in and or around where Browns fans can go to, like I cannot imagine the liability on the Browns because those people, like despite how terrible that team has been for a decade, continue to come out and support that that group. And when they're actually able to bet on that team legally and easily, it's going to be absurd for these books. Yeah, uh, you know, futures prices too, which are a little more, a little more volatile. A lot of exposure on those might see some, some Browns futures pay off at some point <laughs> in the next five or ten years, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, they got the quarterback anyway. Sorry. Certainly, uh, the buzz has started here in Las Vegas. Super Bowl always one of the biggest times here in this city, and I'm very curious to see what the numbers look like coming out of Jersey after the Super Bowl. Um, 
traditionally there have been a lot of New York people that fly out, especially wealthy New York people that fly out to Vegas. It's kind of their annual thing to place bets. They uh, talked to three different sportsbook directors who have said that um, a couple of guys have gotten in touch and said they will be coming, but there are a couple of guys that, that have not. And I'm wondering if that means that money is going to shift over there to New Jersey. I know that there are some seven-figure bets that are still in the hopper, uh, with especially uh, the guys at MGM were saying that there are at least two different guys that have inquired about seven-figure bets. And so... I think they've got until end of day Friday to get those in if they want to get those in and things. So I think we'll still see the big, big bets coming into Las Vegas for sure. But how this plays out uh, regionally, especially just from the New York angle where, you know, some of these guys might be busy. Some of these guys might have things going on, parties, whatever, that they've traditionally kind of shunned to come out to Vegas to be able to do this stuff where now they can just pop over the border, place a bet and then be back in in town to do their thing. Uh, Adam, uh, have we gotten any early information from any of these sites as to kind of how the the Super Bowl numbers are looking so far? Uh, Unfortunately, you're going to have to scratch one of those seven-figure bets coming from New York because that was Chris Dapps Porzingis. (laughs) (laughs) So that one's off the table. Uh, Okay, I'm back. Um, The only information that we've seen, we've seen a little bit, We've seen a little bit come in from Sugar House. We've seen a little bit come in from FanDuel uh, in terms of Jersey, but nothing to that end from what you're talking about. Nothing to really inform. Are we getting either huge hits of regional bias? Are we seeing money that would have come to Vegas go into other places? I mean, I don't think anything of that nature is, is around. What we did see over there in New Jersey as well that we haven't seen in um, in, in Vegas either is just a new market for prop bets. We will, as we talked about earlier close the show out with with oscars betting that is going to be going on over there but with some of these prop bets uh, eric you and i uh, laughed back and forth at some of these things that are being offered because they're one they're just not they're not offered in vegas because the gaming commission tr- typically has uh, not allowed anything that doesn't have a tried and true result to be able to be bet on here and so some of these things that could be interpreted in various ways such as gatorade color such as first touchdown celebration We've actually seen show up over there in New Jersey. And, you know, you and I were kind of taken aback whenever we saw that they were that they were put up thinking that maybe they would come down because maybe they put them up without approval. But, you know, as we sit here and we're taping this on Thursday afternoon, these bets are up and it seems like they are perfectly above board. Yeah, it's funny you were talking about some of the FanDuel data. What I was staring at right in front of me is they they sent us the uh, the action on the Gatorade color. They're getting forty percent of the uh, of the bets on orange. If you're if you're looking <laughs> for a side on that, yeah, it, you know, uh, in some conversations we've had with DGE, they're sort of it seems like they sort of understand. Uh, they're they're certainly not doing this out of ignorance. They understand that these markets are a little bit difficult to grade or might be a little bit prone to some stickiness, but they're. Uh, confident in, in their ability to regulate these bets. So we're seeing all, pretty much everything you could want to bet on. I still haven't seen length of the national anthem anywhere, but we're seeing Gatorade color that boy, I'll tell you that first touchdown celebration bet is a little bit weird to me. I think that's maybe on bet stars has it. Um, yeah, I, that one seems to be the one that is leaves the most amount of room, I think, for like a ton of shenanigans to happen here. When I say shenanigans, I'm just talking about like, people claiming one way or another and then the sports book having to deal with it. Jess, did you see these numbers on these, uh, on these sports betting like celebration things? 
No, I'm intrigued though. Yeah, Fill so, me in. <laughs> so there is at, at Bet Stars, you can you can bet on the first touchdown celebration of the game, but they actually named these things like what I feel to be almost too specifically. Like one of them is just touchdown spike, that's typically normal. But then there's end zone dance, but there's also fusion dance. Like, what the hell is a fusion dance? I don't even know what a Wait, fusion. Is, is it like if if all the wide receivers come together and do a dance together? Is that a fusion dance I don't, I don't, versus I don't, just I don't, a by yourself dance? I don't know. But isn't that also an end zone dance? I, I I don't know. Then there's if we can't figure out what they mean, can you imagine how hard this is to grade? We can't even figure yeah, out what I the definitions are here. I also want to be in on the phone call where like Todd Gurley calls up Bet Stars and is like. Just curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like fusion dance. Yeah, goalpost (laughs) free throw. There's there's goalpost free throw, but then there's also Allen Iverson step over, which I was like, (laughs) what in the world are we talking about? So what happens if someone does the step over and then shoots a free thrower? There's also goalpost dunk. So what if someone does a step over and then dunks the ball? I don't know. While playing an instrument. While playing an instrument. Yeah, which is also another one of these things. And then. You know, Adam, one of the things that we brought up was the the exact language of one of these is bowl a strike. And so we were saying, okay, well, what if the guy rolls? Yeah, exactly. Like what if what if what if the guy bowls the ball at three of his teammates and only two of them fall over and one of them doesn't fall (laughs) over? I mean, it literally says bowl a strike. It doesn't say just bowl the ball. I just it seems just to me like this is just a headache waiting to happen. Well, also to all the Rams and Patriots fans that I'm sure tune into this podcast on the regular, I implore <laughs> you to do all of that and <laughs> stick it to the man. Yes, yes. Well, well, I think the other thing you have to consider is that uh, Allen Iverson is a signed sponsor of PointsBet. <laughs> and so maybe he himself will get to grade it for that book. There you go. There you go. Right. Well, it, it, Allen Iverson gets to say, no, nah, man. That wasn't even close. You need to <clears throat> practice. Yes, yes, yes. That could be that could be something. I I'm okay with some of these things. Again, I think it's sticky with the even the Gatorade color thing because if you know, like like a lemon lime flavor, I think people could there's valid arguments that it's yellow and valid arguments that it's green, because it could be lime green, it could be yellow. I, I just I don't know. To me, seems like a very interesting kind of place to put yourself into Uh, i don't know the bet limits on these things because i'm not in new jersey so i'm not able to uh, actually see what what you can get down on these things but hopefully it's like 25 bucks man like like hopefully it's nothing to where someone could put some significant money on these things we'll have to let uh let our resident new jersey sports better jessica wellman let us know when she's over there (laughs) this week Yes, Jess, we are going to task you with putting some money down on the limbo contest as being the first <laughs> touchdown celebration of the game and see how that uh, how that plays out for us. But, yeah, some interesting stuff going on there for sure. And, you know, I think that I think that when we kind of look across this here, I know Dustin was on here last week and he I think he laid the over under at a little over three hundred million kind of across all legal markets jess has there been any sort of projections whatsoever as to what people are thinking might come out of pennsylvania for the super bowl uh our projections are 100 million wow just out of pennsylvania huh yep man or 90 maybe it might be 90 sorry too many numbers running through it but i mean a fair a fair chunk of it yeah i would say third wouldn't it be behind new jersey and nevada yeah man 
that is that is that is something else. And so yeah, I think what what did we say? Three hundred twenty-five million. I think we said last week, and that was Nevada last year was about one hundred and sixty million. We figured maybe another hundred from New Jersey and a hundred from PA. That's that's three sixty right there without the other the other states in the mix. So right, yeah. And I mean, this could like we said. I mean, there there are a lot of wealthy people that live in New York. How many of those people decide to drive across the border? I guess we will see. And. Um, also, you know, a lot of rich people that live in LA. And so I wonder if that Ram money, which is not currently there right now, if you guys look across the board here, this was, you know, the line opened in favor of the Rams quickly moved in favor of the Patriots. It has stayed there and it is really not coming in. I mean, assuming we will, uh, we will see over the next 48 hours because this would be when, People would be hitting Vegas over here uh, from these kind of bordering cities and whatnot. So we'll see if that money is going to come in. But that's going to be very interesting. There might be a massive, massive amount of liability on the Patriots in this game. As of yesterday, it was a 80% and nearly 80% uh, 80% ticket count, nearly 80% money as well on the Patriots. So get out there if you are a Rams fan and uh, come come make your presence felt over here. They're going to give you some favorable odds, I uh, I guarantee you. One of the other things that came ha- uh, about yesterday, Roger Goodell finally stepped up to the mic. The $44 million man, the guy that makes $44 million a year, had not addressed anything that happened in that Saints-Rams game until yesterday and didn't really address it until about the third time he was hassled about it. But Adam, you were paying attention to this mainly to see if this $44 million man was going to mention anything about sports betting, if he was going to mention anything about the integrity of the game. Uh, what came about from this, uh, this speech we got from Roger Goodell? Well, as with most Roger Goodell speeches, not much. Uh, Roger Goodell did not directly talk about sports betting. He did not directly talk about the integrity of the game. He largely talked his way around the Saints lawsuit controversy. And for those of you who have not heard, maybe when you pick up this podcast, that lawsuit was denied. And so really not going anywhere. The game will not be replayed. My condolences, Matt. So ultimately what we're going to be looking at here is Roger Goodell talking about Band-Aid fixes. Are we going to potentially make some judgment calls reviewable under instant replay? He deferred to the competition committee on that, but did try to throw some cold water on it as well. And uh, some officials have come out and said, well, what if we put an eighth official on the field who could assist in some way? And Goodell said, well, that's just another human who would be able to screw up. And then he also (laughs) went on to say he thinks the officials overall are doing a great job and that, quote, the game has never been officiated at this level, which to me is the money quote, because I think a lot of people would agree the game has never been officiated at this level. I would, uh, I would definitely say that the game has never been officiated at this level. I think that that is a a fair thing to say for sure. No doubt about that. All right, guys, Dustin, as we mentioned at the top of the show, was able to catch up with points bet. Let's kick it over to Dustin and have him talk for about 12 minutes with some of the awesome things that are going over there in New Jersey with points bet. We have on this show now Ron Shell, who's the vice president of customer and insights for PointsBet, which is a new sports betting operator in New Jersey. Ron, thanks for taking the time and coming on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Very, very exciting time uh, near the end of Super Bowl week. So glad to be here. Yeah, let's just get into the Super Bowl uh, right away. What's been going on there? What uh, do you know? Your current line uh, might even change before this podcast comes out. But what's uh, what's this, the action been looking like at PointsBet uh, early days? 
Yeah, so um, obviously a lot of the market knows that actually, um, surprisingly, as soon as um, the uh, championship games ended, uh, the Rams were actually installed as one-point favourites. And obviously the sharp money came very quickly then for for New England, as it did uh, on our site, and that line quickly moved. And it's now still um, at the same price here. You've got New England at minus 2.5 and and the Rams at plus 2.5. So that stayed pretty steady. Uh, we don't think it's going to move to the three. Um, the money's now come, I guess, on the other side for the Rams there, and then it's been pretty steady both ways. But, um, you know, we're offering the, the plus 100, sort of no-juice lines here at PointsBet, and it sort of attracts um, a lot of punters, whether they like New England or they like the Rams. Um, they, they've got good value here. Yeah, I got to say, if you're in New Jersey, uh, PointsBet has, yeah, no, so it said no juice. You're not getting, uh, you know, you're not, you're getting 100 lines, which you're, I don't think you're finding anywhere else in the market right now. So um, pretty cool that you guys are doing that. I know you guys have a lot of prop bets up. Am, am I correct? You guys have what color shirt Bill Belichick is going to wear, I believe, on, on your, yeah, on your roster of, of bets? We do. We've uh, we've got Navy or blue at minus 200 but you know for the outside punters people who like a, a bit of a underdog we've actually got a white top at plus 1600 and um i know some of uh, the points but punters are very very keen in doing their research and have gone back through the last seven super bowls um so it's going to be very interesting how that market goes and even the color of the great gatorade poured on the winning coach is is another very popular one for us can I can I get another? Can I get something like purple for Belichick? If I asked for that, would you let me have purple or like <laughs> like orange? It's it's funny you ask. Yet yeah, we would actually, and it's something that's sort of unique to us. We uh, we we very much love prop bets here. You know, it's something uh, we've done to great success in Australia, where yeah, there's actually less regulations. We we could even offer things like the under over time in seconds using a points betting market on the time sung for the national anthem, which was our most popular points betting prop market. But we uh, we're doing something, Dustin, you might like, which a few uh, customers have finally caught it on to, which is a name of bet challenge where people can actually tweet us at PointsBetUSA uh, with a prop and uh, we'll price it up within a few hours on the website and it can actually be bet on by anyone who visits pointsbet.com. And uh, I guess the market that gets voted the most popular also wins a $1,000 bonus bet. So we're doing a little competition um, around people sending in their crazy prop bets. Very cool. Uh, now, for people who are not familiar with the company, I mean, you have traditional spread betting, money line, totals, all that stuff. Do you want to tell, give the, the quick demo of what uh, points betting is uh, that you guys have? It's different from everyone else in New Jersey? Sure, definitely. It's, uh, I guess, like you said, it's what makes us stand out, what makes us unique. And it really is an exciting betting product. I mean, I was only introduced to it three years ago. And Obviously, uh, I'm with the company, but I, I was hooked as soon as I heard about it. Essentially, uh, I guess they call it betting on steroids in a way. Um, it's very similar. We, 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 I'll use an example, um, I guess, that's the easiest to understand, which is the totals market. Now, if you if you use the New England Rams Super Bowl game, that's currently set on our site at under 56 and a half or over 56 and a half. So if you take the over there, um, and you put a $10 bet on. Now, if you're betting traditional wagering, which we still offer, um, and we still have the most markets in the world there, you put a $10 bet on and at minus 105, um, and you'd get $9.50 back if the score was 57 points or more. 
Now, the difference here with a points betting wager is that you get rewarded for every single point you're right. And of course, the other way as well, you get punished for every point you're wrong. So let's say it was a high scoring match between these two teams and it finished at 43-40. Now, that's a total of 83 points. And if you're betting it over 56 and a half, uh, you've covered the line there by approximately 20, 27, 26 and a half. So you multiply that by your stake, which is $10, and you've actually won um, $265. So instead of just winning, you know, a binary amount where no matter what the score goes over, you still win that exact amount that you know before the match. With points betting, you actually have no idea what your financial outcome will be until the very end of the match. So it's actually a dream. You're always engaged, regardless of whether you're winning or losing. You don't take a break. Every ad break, you're glued to your screen. Every play at the end there, you're you're watching it even when it's sort of junk time. So it is, it is one for, for those who enjoy much more excitement and want to be rewarded more uh, when they think they have the knowledge um, of, of a particular bet. Yeah, it's cool. It's obviously different from what a lot of people in New Jersey are doing who just pretty much don't do the straight source betting model. So it's cool that you have that. And I mentioned that you're new to New Jersey. I think you are you were the ninth uh, that went live can you, and you're still pretty new to the market. Can you tell me a little bit about how it's gone in, in the early days in New Jersey? Of course, yeah. So, yeah, you're correct. We were the ninth uh, licensed legal bookmaker in New Jersey. Um, now, we only uh, truly launched our brand uh, two weeks ago to the day, uh, and uh, it's a, it's gone very, very well. Obviously, we've got the unique betting product, but we also pride ourselves on offering all the normal uh, bet types that our competitors do and, and more of them. And um, I guess from our perspective, a few things that have been really pleasing is there's a huge appetite for sports betting in this market. Um, you know, we've had thousands of new customers in the first week, but I guess we also took advantage of, you know, the controversial call in uh, uh, the Rams-Saints um, game uh, where there was a no call on the pass interference and sort of injected our karma committee into the action and did a payout for um, for Saints customers. And, and that sort of uh, generated a lot of goodwill with our customer base and sort of our competitor customer base who has come over and, um, you know, have started to try out our new bet types and, you know, the crazy things we've got going on, like Tom Brady passing yards times touchdowns, um, the Julian Edelman longest receiving plays, you know, you got receiving yards times touchdowns and all those things. So it's been really pleasing. I, I guess the, the feedback is people want a lot of education. They want to learn about these bet types. Um, you know, it is all still so new to the market. So we've created the Darrell Rebus Betting Academy. We've got a content team in-house who produce daily previews and educational videos that explain both normal betting, parlay betting, points betting, and, and give an insight and actionable content to our bettors. We don't want to just provide sort of simple odds. We want to provide a great, easy-to-use app and give you reasons why you want to bet uh, through previews and statistics. So it's been a really, really warm start, and obviously this is the biggest week of the year, so we're glad we could get up and running a few weeks ago and take advantage of um, you know, the, everyone's public eyes being on the Super Bowl and we're trying to put points bet into every single conversation there. Yeah, I got to say, sort of the, the big guys, DraftKings and FanDuel, it seems like uh, I think you're probably the most aggressive on the marketing and advertising front between that. And uh, you mentioned the Rebus deal. You, uh, I've seen your I've seen on uh, the Twitter that like you have advertisements kind of up all over the state. I think I saw it in Newark Airport. Um, tell me a little bit about that marketing push that you guys have been doing. Yeah, no, it's it's 
Very important for us. Um, obviously, going up against uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, William Hill and the casinos um, as the other eight licensed bookmakers before we came on, they all had the benefit, I guess, of being known names and known brands in the market. And now we're under no illusion. We came in here and um, even yourself, you wouldn't have heard of PointsBet until a couple of months ago. And most people wouldn't have heard of PointsBet until two or three weeks ago. Sure. So from that perspective, uh, we wanted to sort of get our name out there and we wanted to build trust as well. You know, we're an established Australian brand. We're a global business, but we can't just expect to come in here and get people trying our site. So we wanted to partner with people who are well known in the area who bring trust and credibility to our brand. And we've got some really strong digital partners as well that um, have a lot of credibility themselves. Um, we're doing a lot of things across uh, media with Darrell in order to educate our customers. Um, like you said, we're in the airport. Um, we're in addressable TV and a few other um, sneaky things we're doing in terms of events, activations, where the uh, official sports betting partner of Top Golf New Jersey. Now, they're a rising brand as well, and our odds are going to be all over their screens. There's going to be activations and fun things for those customers. So we're really trying to, you know, be the better's friend. We're trying to build trust and and, and likability of our brand. We're trying to give back through promotions, um, through really, really, really strong daily money back offers and and booster odds and and yeah as you said we're, we're probably going very aggressive and the strongest in the market but we want people to know that uh we're serious uh we want them to try our site and we think we have an incredibly easy to use app and product and they're going to stay and really enjoy the product that we have including rewards um cash out and other features which you know are normal in the uk and australia which are uh, sort of mature betting markets, but is all of those sort of extra features that you give back to a customer are all new here. And we really want to bring as many of those across as possible. Last one, I'll let you go. This is hot off the yeah. press. Uh, New Jersey uh, regulators have authorized betting on the Oscars. I'm I'm happy that I live in this era where this is possible. I know you guys are already already booking this. I want to know who who is the hot bet for best sound mixer uh, and, and anything else you have about Oscars betting too. <laughs> Look, we I, I can tell you something here. The the brains trusted points bet. We're unbelievably excited to get this. We actually. We wanted to originally bet on The Bachelor in early January. Um, we had really, really, really uh, sort of popular markets uh, back in Australia, like what would be the most common word said on The Bachelor? Would it be love? Would it be connection? Uh, would it be career? Would it be, you know, things like that? So that didn't get approved, but we've kept pushing and trying. And um, thankfully, the NJDG did allow uh, Oscar betting. So we already had our markets ready. So we went up straight away. Um, there's been a real, real big push here for Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. I can tell you that, Dustin. If you're, <laughs> if you're looking for for, uh, for a prop bet um, to multi into something in the Super Bowl, uh, all the, all the money's come for that. And we've got some insiders in the company who are telling me that yeah, either him or Christian Bale for best actor, two of your best bets. But we'll definitely get the best sound writing up. And um, it's been interesting, actually, even in just two hours of, of having these markets up on the website, uh, people are, uh, are steaming in to, to, to the prices here. The best picture market has bets on it and best actress and best supporting actress. So um, there's clearly, clearly uh, appetite for entertainment markets. And I'm hoping we can offer as many as possible in the future because they are, they are a bit of fun on the side of some serious sports betting. 
Well, we have we have a sharp on staff who who's a uh, was a film major and uh, is is looking to exploit the lines in New Jersey. So we'll 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 check on those markets back uh, later on. <laughs> anyway, name, so we know to look uh, to look out for his bets. But uh, otherwise, everyone's everyone's welcome, and uh, we love I love giving people the opportunity to bet on anything and anything that we can that is uh, regulated and licensed. It's uh, it's a good feeling. Very good. Uh, thanks for your time, Ron, and uh, good luck with the Super Bowl and all the betting over there over the weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and good luck if uh, if you're having a bet on the big day. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you to Ron Chell from Points Bet for joining us on the podcast. Some interesting stuff going on there, uh, Eric. I mean, this company, of course, introduced the different type of betting, the actual Points Bet, which he explained on the interview there where, you know, you can place a bet and, you know, the, the better you win it, the more money you can make. And then the further you miss it, the more you can get penalized. There's some interesting stuff that are going on over there. But again, it's just the stuff that we've talked about with New Jersey. Just the fact that there are these companies that are over there trying to innovate and trying to introduce new things into the market. And I think that, you know, overall, this is going to be good for Pennsylvania. This is going to be good for West Virginia. This is going to be good for some of these other states down the line that go ahead and legalize things because some of these people will be trying out stuff. And I think you can kind of get a decent idea of what works and what doesn't. Yeah, also should be a lesson for lawmakers in states considering legalizing sports betting about how to structure the market. There's a lot of you know, casino interest in states that want to keep that want to protect their own interests. And there's discussion over how broad to uh, how many brands to allow into the marketplace. And, you know, I think we're going to learn from New Jersey that the that competition is what's going to foster a competitive and, and re- revenue generating marketplace. And yeah, kudos to points bet, not only, you know, some a new betting format, but that app is really sharp. There are, are a shortage of sharp sports betting apps in the New Jersey marketplace. So that's nice to see. And yeah, no vig on the Super Bowl bets to start with. It's uh, hard to hard to complain about what they're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. But let's get to the real reason we even did a podcast today. The Oscars. And this is right up Jess Wellman's territory. And if you guys do not know, Jess Wellman has seen every single movie that has ever been made in the history of mankind, including all the foreign films and the ones made not on this earth. So she can give you a rundown of every single thing that is going on here. We did get we did get word from the New Jersey DGE that they are going to allow betting on the Oscars. And it took these sports books no time to get up odds in uh on all the apps and whatnot for these Oscars. And Jess, you've had a little bit of a chance to let this soak in because I, I know that when this news broke, that it was at least one of the three happiest days of your life. My whole life has literally (laughs) been leading up to this. Um, For those who don't know, I went to film school and then I went to film school again. I actually have two film degrees and finally I get to prove to my family that they're worth something. (laughs) Um, With all the money you make by gambling with it. Yes. I know. Well, I also, I'm just an Oscar fiend. I'm not somewhat over-exaggerated, but I actually, I've seen every Best Picture winner and I've seen about 80% of the movies ever nominated for Best Picture. I'm deeply obsessed with Oscars. 31 days of Oscar on TCM is about to start. There's just too much joy in my life right now. So when these things got announced, we were wondering how long it would take them to get odds up. And of course it did not take them very long at all. You mentioned that DraftKings had already put up odds. Like what kind of, what kind of categories can we bet on here? Like what are, what are, what are we looking at? Is this just, are they basically keeping it surface level? No, that's the crazy part. Cause <laughs> yes, they didn't put them up right away. They put them up, They waited long enough for me to be wrong about something already, which was my presumption 
was that you would only do kind of the big six categories, the four acting categories, director and picture, because there's really not a lot of value on the book side in in spreading best sound mix or best editor or best makeup or whatever. And there's a reason for that, because all of the in Oscars, you have the members of the Academy and they all vote on best picture. But like the actors vote on actors, the directors vote on directors, the editors, that best editor is picked by the editors. So if you want to know who the editors think is best, there's a way to find that out. And it's to look and see who won the American Cinema Editors Award. Like there's basically a pre Oscar award that'll tell you who's going to win the award nine times out of 10. So, but they're spreading all of these. They're at terribly high prices. Like Roma is best foreign film, I think was like minus 3,300. So I think that, you know, Avello and those guys kind of know that these are not spots and I'm guessing the limits are going to be that I'm going to be like, taking the time to slowly bet $20 <laughs> on best makeup at 11 different New Jersey apps when I'm there next week. But, um, there is, there are some spots, like I'll go into it more as I do it, but the best picture ones and the actors there, it's also a fun year for it because it's not like there's, it's not, there's not Titanic where you're like, Oh, well we know what's going to happen. It's a little more up in the air than usual. So Maybe there is more value than we're realizing right away. Yeah, I'm looking here. Best production design, best original screenplay, best cinematography, best adapted screenplay, best film editing, best foreign film, foreign language film, best visual effects, best animated feature film, best sound editing, best sound mixing. Because you don't want to confuse the best sound editing They're, and best sound mixing. <laughs> I could go into an explanation. Yeah. Please don't. They are different. Yes, um, yes, yes. Are, yes. Hey, are they doing the short, short documentary, short subject, animated short subject? Best. I didn't think I saw those. Best documentary feature, best costume design, best original song, best documentary short, best yeah. animated okay, short. They, wow, they're doing the shorts too. Be, best live action short, best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> and best original score. Yes, this is you can bet on basically everything that's ever happened in a movie here. I mean, that's so great because like the shorts, you can't even really find them. You kind of have to. They have these screenings in New York and Los Angeles where the Academy members have to go and watch all of the shorts in order to be able to vote for them. And they're very obscure that I'm just in, in awe that they're going to even bother with the some of these really, really small categories that I think. The Oscars are actually not even going to air. They're going to do them during commercials, I think. So, Eric um, and, and Adam, you can chime in here, too. Who do you guys have for best sound mixing? Like, I don't know. Oh, like, is there a... That, I, I can't think of... Maybe the Royal Wedding is about the only thing I'm less qualified to bet <laughs> on than, than the Oscars. I, I have nothing for you, Matt, and I apologize. I admit that I haven't gone into deep research mode, but I'm guessing Black Panther? Oh, well, it's actually, um, let's see, what did I say? Best sound mixing is there. Uh, it's actually the third favorite there. A Star is Born is the favorite and First Man oh. is the oh, second. Oh, A Star is Born is absolutely going to get it. Sorry, <laughs> I just gave one away. So much of that movie is about the way the main guy hears. So you're in his head, like literally hearing the way he would hear differently than a regular person. It's kind of a layup on sound well, mixing. Well, then let's let's go to Adam here on this one. Best costume design. Obviously, you're you're on top of this one. I saw three movies last year. 
<laughs> I saw three movies yesterday. That's three. That's three more. <laughs> if you're talking about in the theater, that's three more movies than I saw in the theater in 2018. I did not see one single movie in the theater in 2018. Not one. So I need that. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to just hand Jess a bunch of money and and just say here, do yep. whatever, do whatever with it as you will. Like I, I'm not gonna. I don't care. You here's where you do have to help me, Matt, because I just do like my whole life. I've just done like picks and pools with friends. I've never thought about like odds and value. So you're gonna have to help me decide. Like there are a couple of spots where I'm like, oh, you know, that seems like more of a long shot in their eyes than it is in my side in my eyes. So we're gonna have to do some strategizing with that because I don't really know how to best approach it. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a real movie, so that happens. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, did well. it? Oh, did it get? I'm asking like you're going to know. I'm like, so what did its song get nominated? So I don't even That's have what to. I thought it would. I don't even have to. Uh, okay, so you're saying I don't have to go to the theater to see that one? So I'll 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 actually watch that one on uh, on Netflix. Uh, the favorites on or not? Okay, I should clarify. The current favorite at sports books, Roma, is on Netflix. The movie, The Favorite, is not. Man, this is going to be confusing. <laughs> oh wait, boy. there's a movie called The Favorite? Yes, there's. Oh, a movie. oh come on, is it not The Favorite? Oh no not quite the favorite oh. and there's there is a you in it a silent one granted but there is a you All in right. it. so we Wait, have this. a silent film <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has gone off the rails we, we we we've been so good for 37 episodes and and now they they, introduce, they i just was so excited they, they introduce oscar betting and, and now we're just off the rails with this thing like we've we've the one thing we can say for sure is we were not joking jess is going to do a breakdown of all of these jess is going to go over to uh new jersey and take in uh all of the betting options for the various different apps over there and she is also going to do a couple of videos for us as well on the play picks channel so if you are into this if you are in that area and think that you have any interest in betting on all this stuff you will certainly want to watch for that content because you estimate that you have picked at an 80 percent clip over the last decade is that correct i think that's about right yes. yeah that's what all all touts say they're 80 percent <laughs> well, i know I've but heard I, this again this is the thing is it's where's your documentation totally <laughs> Uh, if I like I actually at mention on Twitter some of the writers I follow because like there are just little like, when you follow this stuff, you just know like, oh, well, they didn't get the DGA nom. So that means they're not going to win Best Director, which means they can't win Best Picture because that hasn't happened since 1939. You just kind of know the trends and stuff because you like, well, you guys obsess over the NBA. I'm over here just obsessing over Oscars and the campaigns and who's getting the backlash and who's getting the La La Land treatment. This is like my big game, even bigger than football. This is what I live for this month, every year. So if that did not make you want to t take in Jess's content when it comes out, then I don't know what will. That was a very, very good synopsis of how good and how much you care about all of this stuff for Eric Ramsey, for Adam Candy and for Jessica Wellman. I am Matt Brown guys. Again, five-star reviews please subscribe do all those awesome things that we do to keep us help climb the charts here and if you are that person out there that gave us the one star thanks for stepping up to the plate we appreciate it guys we'll be back next week